Hey everybody, welcome to Life Advice with Keon, the show where I talk with future me and have a little bit of a discussion about things that I've learned today, things that I'm thinking about, and things that I think you can use in your daily life. So let's get our lives on lock. For today, the thing that I've been thinking about the most and the thing that I've learned the most is how important it is to have a routine. Apparently in the military, and I only know this because I saw a keynote, but one thing that they do every day and is the first thing you need to do is make your bed. By having made your bed, you have already accomplished something. You've accomplished one thing that day, no matter what. And no matter how the day goes, no matter what happens, good or bad, when you return back to your bed, which you have to every single night, it will have been made for you. And it's a little bit more inviting and a little bit easier way to end the day. You kind of feel at ease because you have accomplished something and that leads to further successes down the road for the rest of your day. At the very least, that's something really great psychologically. For me, having a routine is important for the fact that you will be able to start your day positively, just like making your bed, but it will allow you to have peace of mind because you're accomplishing and getting the things done that you know you need to get done. And on top of that, I talked with my friend recently about kind of their routine. And something that we both realize we do, which is incredibly healthy, is something called bundling. That's when you take something that you're already going to do and then associate something else with it to make sure that you're accomplishing both at the same time, kind of compounding the benefit that you get. This is actually, uh, there was a research study done by uh, Catherine Milkman at the University of Pennsylvania, and it was about a term that she coined called temptation bundling and how that can positively impact your life. Temptation bundling is when you take something that you don't like to do and something that you do like to do and put them together to make sure that you're accomplishing the things that you don't like to do. So an example that she gave when uh, she was on the Freakonomics podcast is if you don't like talking to a certain person or a family member that you know you need to keep up with, you know you need to make sure that you're maintaining that relationship, but sometimes it can be hard, then make sure that if you are craving a really good burger that you really like, Go to that burger place and meet with that person and try to cultivate a good relationship. And so you're enjoying something you like while also dealing with something you don't. So that's more likely for you to do it in the future. On top of that, the more you do that thing that you do like, you can also do the thing you don't. So when you associate the two together, making sure that the thing that you do like is outweighing the thing you don't. So when you go do it, you're also doing the thing you don't like. Uh, For me, that usually turns into the fact that whenever I wake up and am eating breakfast, I always do the dishes that are sitting in the sink that I haven't gotten to. If I have already done them, that's great. But every time I walk into the kitchen and I'm making breakfast, I understand that, oh, okay, well, I already need to do the dishes from breakfast. If there are any dishes left over from dinner, they will get done, making sure that the kitchen is clean after breakfast. So I try to start off my day with breakfast. I don't like being hungry particularly often. So I will make a quick breakfast. And while I'm doing that, I will clean the dishes. And so by bundling those two things together, something that I think is important, which is breakfast and something that I know that I need to do, but might not particularly like doing together, I am more likely to do it. And a friend of mine was telling me they do the same thing unintentionally because they were raised that way. Their mom said, Whenever they were done doing the dishes, no matter what, they would wipe down the counter and wipe down the kitchen. And by doing that, you keep the kitchen cleaner for longer. But they just thought that's what you do. That's what everybody should do after they do the dishes. But a lot of people don't do that. That's just something that their mother taught them when they were younger. Uh, Another thing that I do is I'm not the best at dental hygiene. I've been getting better and better, but I never really had that routine when I was a kid. So as I was growing up and getting more mature... 
I really love taking showers. I think they relax me. And on top of that, if you have not tried a cold shower just to relax, you really should. A lot of people think it's the kind of thing that when you like dip into a, a cold pool and your body just hates it, it is really nice if you go from a warm shower to a cold shower. I digress. The thing about it is that every morning I really love taking showers, but I would always keep my toothbrush and toothpaste in the shower or close to the shower so I can grab it and brush my teeth in the shower. So I bundle those two things together to make sure that I'm doing it more often. The importance of a routine is by having that, you will be able to grow more in your life and build on it. A lot of people think that whenever they want a goal, whenever they want to be somewhere in life, they think, okay, cool, I'm going to get that thing. They think it's something you can just acquire by grabbing at it, reaching out, and taking it. But a lot of people don't realize that most of the things worth having in your life are not like an item that you can possess, but like the summit of a mountain that you need to climb. And every single step you take is a day in your life. So if you want to get fit, everyone that I know that gets fit goes to the gym every single day. If not, they have a schedule that they go to the gym pretty often. A lot of people that are organized that I know, and especially I try to keep organized, is that they have a file system and they stick to it. They have a naming convention for certain files and things like that, and they always stick to it so they know exactly how to access things. The thing about modern life that is hard is the fact that with the social, with social media and other ways that people interact with each other, it's easy to see the final product and feel inadequate or feel that you want that final product but not understand what went into it. Nobody is posting their failures, and, and to get anywhere, you need to fail over and over and over and over again. It's something that I love to think about is whenever you think of like, oh man, that person's really organized, that person's really fit, that person is anything, anything that they have an attribute about, I always go in my head to skateboarding. If you've ever seen a skateboarding, and I do not skateboard, but if you've ever seen a skateboarding compilation of someone trying a trick, you will see them fail probably like... In the compilation, they might have cut out a lot of the different failures, but they might have failed, I don't know, maybe a hundred times doing this trick. But you can see their progression getting better and better and balancing themselves and understanding how they need to move to accomplish this trick. And so when it comes to life, it's the exact same way that you need to keep at it and understand what's working and what's not until you can do it. And the reason I bring up the skateboarding videos is it's a really quick way to see that in action. But on top of that, the moment that you see them do the trick like when they land it in their head and in your head you understand that they got it for the rest of their lives or at least for the foreseeable future they can do the trick and they usually do they'll replicate it and replicate it because now their brains have a muscle memory about how to accomplish that uh people also do that uh, i fly drones a little bit and apparently people that fly fpv drones which is kind of like drone racing it's the same way where you crash and crash and crash and crash but as soon as your fingers have the muscle memory about moving you'll remember it forever. Same thing about video games. A lot of the top video game players have just muscle memory about how they need to pull off certain tricks and platformers and other things when it comes to speed running and also when it comes to competitive play. And that always comes from practice. That's why it's always interesting to me whenever people are like, oh, football and basketball are real sports. They are sports, no doubt about it. They are working incredibly hard every day. But esports people are working just as hard in a different way. They're working on the strategic elements of video games as well as they're working on their muscle memory of their controllers. They are practicing, but at something completely different. And that's completely obvious when you see an amateur or at least someone that casually plays or even someone that is semi-professional play against a professional in a video game. 
because that professional has every single option open to them. They know exactly all of the moves that can be made in that video game because they've done them before and they can counter each one of them. Everyone needs to watch a competitive Super Smash Brothers game because everybody playing it knows the options and usually the only way that you can get around that is by using a character or a moveset that the other person just doesn't know about. So I remember there was a there was a time when there were characters that people were using over and over and over again. Um, Mewtwo was one of the big ones. And then someone, nobody thought that you could use Lucas, which was like a magic type character, because everybody was using physical type characters that had a little bit of magic use. But one person came with Lucas and I think just swept the board. He won because nobody thought that you could use this character in this way. But the fact that he had already gone through the time to harness some of the most powerful moves in the game and counter everybody else's, let him win almost immediately among everybody. So in the game, you get three lives that you get to use. And if you lose all three lives, you lose. And the first one to lose all three lives loses the match. One of the most impressive things you can do is what's called three-stocking someone. That's you keep all three of your lives and you win. So you've taken out all three of the other person's lives. This one person defeated them with all three of their lives. They three-stocked, I think, one of the most highest-ranking Smash Brothers players. And the thing about video games that's really interesting is that When it comes to sports, and everyone, if you have a Netflix account, go on and watch a documentary series called Explained. It's really good. And they have one on esports. And they explain how video games are... uh, Real-life sports have guidelines. They have things that you should be doing and you shouldn't be doing. But a lot of time is wasted by upkeeping those. You can see this a lot in soccer because people will strategically get fake injuries and other things like that to kind of stall the game. In video games, there are laws. No matter what you do, this law will happen, and that leads to more competitive and interesting outcomes because people know exactly what those rules are, and they stick to them, and they work on them, and they understand them to the point where they can manipulate them, not in the way that they're getting away with something, but that they understand how to get around them and how other people will also maneuver in the game. So they know every single option available. And I think this all comes back down to routine and working at something that if you want to get good at something like a video game or a sport or anything in your life, you want to achieve something, it always comes down to doing it as often as possible. It always comes down to making sure that you are doing something repetitively, but in a way that you are growing and doing it as much as possible might be a misnomer because you need to make sure that you are doing it in a healthy way as much as possible. And so a lot of people say, hey, if you go to the gym nine hours on a Saturday and then don't go for the rest of the month, you're not going to get fit. But if you do it half an hour a day for a month, you will because your body, something that I I used to go jogging a lot, like I would jog uh, 6.2 miles every single day for about a year and a half. And when I was doing that in my head, I kept thinking, And I had always been overweight when I was younger. So when I got to this point where I was jogging and jogging and jogging, one thing that clicked in my head immediately is the communication between my conscious brain and my kind of physical brain, my subconscious or the way that your body is interpreting your actions. So your body doesn't particularly understand what your brain is thinking. If you, you need to, you need to tell it. It's like body language versus speaking. If I speak to someone and say, I'm okay, but like my body says that I'm kind of like tired and stuff like that, then people understand that I'm kind of lying. Same thing with your brain interacting with your body. 
after jogging for so much time, like if I said to, if I kept thinking, oh, well, I'm going to be a jogger, I'm going to be a jogger, this is what I'm going to do, but I don't do it, my body won't know that because my body doesn't listen to my mouth or my brain, my body listens to action. So after jogging that much, I was like, okay, this is what I need to do. If I jog consistently, my body will know, oh, we're doing this now? Cool. We're we're in gear. We're going to, I will help and move towards that than being a couch potato. And the majority, if you can make it the majority of the thing you do, the majority of your days are spent with at least a little bit of time on the thing you want to do, the thing that you want to make your routine and grow towards, which could be working out, which could be a sport. It could be an e-sport. It could be skateboarding. Any of the things that I said, your body will understand that and move towards it. And that's the most important thing is understanding the frustration. A lot of people get frustrated when they're like, well, I want to do this. I want to do this. I, I keep working at it, but they're not working at it consistently. And that's understandable. We all have lives. It's all, it's always hard to maintain that stuff, but making the time and doing it is incredibly important. And we need to think and do that. Uh, so now I come to the part of the podcast where I talk to future me. So hello, future Keon. Um, I hope that you're doing well. I hope you're having a great day and I hope that you are keeping up with the routines that we have right now. I hope that you're waking up, making your bed, going, taking a shower, brushing your teeth, doing all of the kind of grooming routines there, and then going, making breakfast and cleaning up the dishes that were left from before and cleaning up the kitchen before you're ready to go to work or start the rest of your day. And I don't know where you are in the infinite futures that we have right now, but I hope that you're maintaining your sanity because for me now, having that routine as a fixed point in my life, just like in the keynote speech that I heard, that having your routine is important because it is something that you can always rely on. And no matter the day that you've had, when you come home and look at your made bed, you always feel a little bit more welcome, a little bit more ready for the next day and tackling the next successes that you'll have. So I hope that you're doing well. And like mom always says, we're destined for greatness. And that leads me to the very end of the podcast, which is our joke of the day. I know that things can get a little bit serious, can get a little bit um, crazy. So I always love to end it with something fun. So my joke of the day is, why are frogs always so happy? Because they eat whatever bugs them. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in. And let's all get our lives on lock. Have a good one.